When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm very excited to talk to one of my favorite actors, and now I have to put in the director title to John Lithgow, who is directing. This is the world premiere of the Douglas McGrath play, Everything's Fine, on Broadway. It's a one-man play, and Douglas wrote it, is acting in it, and it's directed by John Lithgow, and it's really interesting because John hasn't directed in years. He's been so busy acting, and Douglas hasn't been acting on Broadway for a very long time. So, John, I'm curious, how did all this come together? Well, Joan, first of all, it's so wonderful to talk to you again. It's been too long. Uh, it's a you. it's a great sign that the pandemic is over and yeah. uh, we're all back at work. Right. Uh, it Let's hope so. it came to get it came together when Doug sent me this piece. I I had devised my own solo show a dozen years ago, uh, and eventually I toured it around and finally did it at Roundabout. And because of that, Doug thought I was the person to have a look at this. And it just came. I had never met Doug. I certainly knew about him and I'd read his fabulous writing, uh, but I had no intention of directing anything. But as a courtesy to him, I started reading it and it simply caught fire in my hands. It's such a wonderful piece of writing. And it, it was sort of big and messy. We worked together to sort of shape it into a play that unfolds in the most amazing way. Uh, we worked just on text. Then we did a three-day workshop for about 40 mutual friends of ours. And it was so clear that this is a wonderful piece of theater. So we scared up producers, and here we are. I will only correct you with one thing. It's not on Broadway. It's off-Broadway. I meant off. Yeah, I know. Off-Broadway. Yeah. And it's a wonderful piece of chamber theater. It's an intimate piece of storytelling between him and an audience. Right. And it's, if I recall, it's about his growing up as a young teen in That's Midland, right. Texas. And yeah. then I read, because it brought it all back, this is the town that we all really knew about because baby Jessica... That's right. I, I couldn't believe it. It brought back like it just happened. I know. Isn't that amazing how that stirs your memory? Mm. Uh, but yes, he tells that. Actually, he leads with that story. Uh, in a, you know, Doug is he's an, uh, an urbane wit. He's the ultimate New Yorker. But the fact that he has this Midland, Midland uh, background in his childhood... Uh, it, it, and tells things like the baby Jessica story with tremendous wit and charm. It so surprises you when it turns into uh, a, a really profoundly moving tale. Uh, 
you, you know, all of us have some story from that time in our lives. 14 years old seems to be one of the big fulcrum years. Right. And he's telling a story that he has never told before, not even to his own parents. So it is a combination of so much fun to listen to this wit talk about this ironic childhood, this sophisticated man who grew up in Midland, and how it gradually turns into a moving story that really formed him in so many ways. I, I'm, I'm telling you too much, of course. It's no, me but talking we want to hear much. this. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've all been deprived of theater for a long, uh, longer than, as you said, you, it's the longest you hadn't acted. It's the longest yeah. that those of us who love theater haven't really been to a theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, my own, my own sense of this is, as we work on it, it's a wonderful piece to do as we emerge from a long, terrible time like this, because it's a piece of storytelling. It's like gathering around to hear someone talk, tell his own story so much from the heart. It's like it, it's just the essence of why we go to the theater. Uh, it makes you laugh so hard. And then it just you, you walk Take out you. thinking, I'm so glad I heard this story. Mm. And, and of course, know, we're John, doing, and, we're, and, and we're doing it in Daryl Roth's tiny theater downtown. There's only 99 seats, so you have this intimacy. extraordinary feeling of intimacy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's perfect, and I love that theater. But yeah, it's interesting it's when you look back because you haven't directed really right a long time. When you think about your career, and I'm sure you're so busy in the middle of it and the beginnings of it and all the different curves you've gone yeah. on that you really you weren't 14 when it started you were 27 when you were still like a kid and won a tony award and you had just mm -hmm. opened in the changing room the play that was yeah. incredible yeah i think i must hold the record for the shortest time between a broadway debut and a Tony Award win, because it was only about two and a half weeks. Well, I know, hard to I believe, opened, right? opened at the Morosco Theater, the late lamented Morosco on 45th, and it, it, on March 7th, and on March 25th, I won a Tony for it. And until then, I, I hadn't been able to buy an acting job in New York, but I was a fairly successful and precocious young director. But after that, you know, my acting career just took off and it was so, so damn fun. I never directed again until this. I know. Amazing, right? And there were so many things that fell into your life. Um, film mm -hmm. and then Third Rock from the Sun, The Crown. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, major, major it's things. Been, uh, the world, it, according it, to Gar, terms of yeah. endearment. It's been a lot of fun. I know. Now, is your son still acting, John? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's my son, Ian, is a wonderful actor. We haven't had a chance to act together since Third Rock. But uh, he, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a working New York actor and a wonderful one. How great. And yeah. when you stepped into Everything's Fine, mm -hmm. was that like wearing your old comfortable shoes again or was it a new language 
It's been very easy, mainly because of Doug. He, he's uh, he's so game. He's absolutely fearless. I, I mean, when you consider that he has never played a role of this, he's never commanded a stage for 90 minutes. Uh, he's just so... He, his, he, there's this spirit of, oh, bring him on, bring him in here. Can I bring, can I invite people to rehearsals to watch? You know, he just loves the process. And, mm. uh, and I would say not a day goes by when I don't get an email from him with another bright idea for, uh, uh, either a cut or a funny new joke or, or, uh, he, he's just, He's a great partner, and so he makes the transition for me from acting to directing extremely easy. Right, and this is the first time in, in what, over more than 45 years. Yeah, yeah, I just, I've had my chances, but I, I, I for one thing, if you direct something, it, it tends to be a large commitment of time. And inevitably, I get some acting job offer, which is, I can't turn it down. It's just too much fun. Directing is not all that much fun. You worry all the time. I, 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 you toss around, toss and turn in the middle of the night about things that you haven't mm. solved. Uh, and acting is it's blissfully irresponsible. <laughs> you just, as Noel Coward says, the secret of acting is, know your lines and don't bump into the furniture. You know, <laughs> it's really, it's a lot easier. Yeah, but when you, you think uh, it all started in your 20s and it's still going strong. Yeah, well, it started even earlier than that because I grew up in a theater family, uh, re regional theater. My dad was a producer mostly of Shakespeare festivals in Ohio. Uh, one of which is still going on in Cleveland, the Great Lakes Theater Festival. So I was acting away when I was a little kid, not with any dream that I would ever be a, actually be an actor. Um, I was really much more interested in being an artist. Uh, but, you know, got to college and fell in with the theater gang almost immediately. And I was already a, a seasoned actor in spite of myself. And when you get that much positive reinforcement early on, you're okay. probably going to be an actor. <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. But then where did, well, and John has done so many things. I don't know if any of you caught his Donald Trump poetry. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was my, that was actually, that was my pandemic pastime. I couldn't act, so I wrote and I illustrated three books of satirical verse about the crazy politics of the last four years, the Dumpty Trilogy. So, <laughs> I, and no, you can guess the, su the subject matter. I know, it gave us all such pleasure. <laughs> oh, good. You saw it, Joan? You saw yes. the books? Yes. Yeah, well, I, I illustrated them, too. It, it certainly kept me from being feeling locked down. My, I, my, I was locked down, but my imagination ran free. No, and I loved, you know, all the years I've known you and you visited us from the early Sardis days and everything, uh -huh. I didn't realize you were such a terrific artist. 
Well, you know, that was my, as I said, that was my original intention. And now it's only a hobby. The, the Dumpty books were the first time I've ever gone public and actually published uh, my, these were like ink drawings. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I always do my own Christmas cards and, and opening night gifts for the cast and closing wrap gifts for the crew of movies. Uh, it just, it's, I just don't like to have idle fingers. Uh, I, I keep on doing art, but just for the fun of it. And I, I respect artists way too much to actually call myself one. Mm, I think you can, though. <laughs> no problem. John Lithgow, everything's fine. And it's written and performed by Douglas McGrath. John is directing. It's opening off-Broadway at the Daryl Roth II Theater, DR2 Theater. And it's opening October 13th, previews September 28th. So, Joan, it's so, it's so great to talk to you. And when you mentioned... Sardis, back in the 70s, the first times we talked together, yeah. I tell you, my, my heartbeat sped up. <laughs> we've, we've been at this a long time. A long time, and Arlene Francis was yeah. my co-host, the one and only great Arlene I, I, Francis. I remember it so well, yeah. And, you but know, you're, and you're when be, think... You're, but you're, you're, you're better than ever. You're wonderful to talk to. No, I love talking to you, John. Good luck with the play. I know it's going to be fantastic. And I we'll talk again. Okay, bye-bye, dear. Bye-bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.